she confessed. After she confessed, she asked him for his gun so that she could kill herself. But what did Susan confess to? I want to read the confession letter to you guys. Bear with me, because I want you guys to hear this. When I left my home on Tuesday, October 25th, I was very emotionally distraught. I didn't want to live anymore. I felt like things could never get any worse. When I left home, I was going to ride around a little while. And when, and, and then go to my mom's. As I rode and rode and rode, I felt even more anxiety coming upon me about not wanting to live. I felt I couldn't be a good mom anymore, but I didn't want my children to grow up without a mom. I felt I had to end our lives to protect us all from any grief or harm. I had never felt so lonely and so sad in my entire life. I was in love with someone very much, but he didn't love me and never would. I had a very difficult time accepting that, but I had hurt him very much and I could see why he could never love me. When I was at John D. Long Lake, I had never felt so scared and unsecure as I did then. I wanted to end my life so bad. And was in my car, ready to go down the ramp into the water. And I did go part of the way. But I stopped. I went again and stopped. I then got out of the car and stood by the car, a nervous wreck. Why am I feeling this way? Why was everything so bad in my life? I had no answers to these questions. I dropped to the lowest when I allowed my children to go down that ramp into the water without me. I took off running and screaming, oh God, oh God, no, what have I done? Why did I let this happen? I wanted to turn around so bad and go back, but I knew it was too late. And I was an absolute mental case. I couldn't believe what I had done. I love my children with all my heart. That will never change. I pray to them for forgiveness and I hope they will find it in their heart to forgive me. I never mean to hurt them. I am sorry 
for what had happened. And I know that I need some help. I don't think I will ever be able to forgive myself for what I have done. My children, Michael and Alex, with our lovely, with our, it's with our Heavenly Father now. And I know that they will never be hurt again. As a mom, that means more than words could ever say. I knew from day one, the truth would prevail, but I was so scared I didn't know what to do. It was very emotion tough emotionally to sit and watch my family hurt like they hurt like they did. It was time to bring a peace of mind to everyone, including myself. My children deserve to have the best, and now they will. I broke down on Thursday, November 3rd, and told Sheriff Howard Wells the truth. It wasn't easy, but after the truth was out, I felt like I felt like the world was lifted off of my shoulders. I know now that it's going to be tough and long and a long road ahead of me at this very moment. I don't feel I will be able to handle what's going on. But I have prayed to God that he gives me the strength to survive each day and to face these times and situations in my life that will be entirely, extremely painful. I have put my total faith in God and he will take care of me. This was written by Susan Smith on 11-3, 11 1994. That's her confession letter, guys. That entails everything that happened that night on October 25th when she decided to go to John D. Long Lake drive to the boat ramp like I showed you guys earlier in the video go part of the way then she got out put the handbrake on stood outside with the car and as you see she was distraught. She was a total mental case. And she said to herself, for some reason she don't know why, but she released the handbrake and let her children go into the water. And as she watched her children go into the water, she thought to herself, oh God, what have I done? What have I done? But, I know they're in a better place now. They will no longer be in pain and they will no longer feel hurt. But I'm gonna be okay. God is gonna protect me. I'm ready to take on all of the backlash that I'm going to receive from the world once they find out what I have done. 
Never mind the fact I have caused discomfort in the community of blacks. I've put anger in the hearts of America. In which this anger has them possibly disliking black people because at that time, O.J. Simpson had allegedly killed Nicole Simpson. At that time, Rodney King was beat down in Los Angeles. At that time, another man, a white man, accused a black man of shooting his wife in which he was the one to shoot his wife. So during this this time, the mid-90s, there were a lot of crimes being blamed on black people. So it would be easier for America to believe that a black man would kidnap two white children in the middle of nowhere in Union, South Carolina. Leaving a mother to be confused, upset, and mad due to his acts. For it all to come out to be a lie. Let's move on to the final part and move on to what I'm going to give to you guys because of this story. Now, everything else about the story, guys, I'm going to leave a link to uh, a video I did when I was doing my research. If you guys want to learn more about the case and more about the things that happened in between, I'll leave that video and a link in the description for you guys to check out. I'm only focusing on the lust, the lies, and the murder part of this story. So that's where my focal point lied at. And now that we understand that the lust, which brought on the lies, now we understand why her children were murdered. I'm going to give you my understanding of what I think Susan was thinking while she sat there on that boat ramp. Susan, at the time, knew that Tom Finley did not want children. She knew that. She focused more on the fact that he mentioned she had two children and that was the reason why he didn't want to be with her. Never mind the fact he didn't want children at all because children, when you have them, they cause you to not be able to focus on the major parts of your life. After he mentioned the, her not having the children, he mentioned an abundance of happiness that would come along if there were no children involved. So because of these children, he had to end things in her mind. So once she looked in the car at her children, at the one thing that was keeping her away from her true love, she figured, let me get rid of them in this lake. There would be no way for anyone to find them once they go into the lake. Because if you think about it, had the sheriff not been so adamant about this made up black guy that she created. 
there would continue to be a nationwide search for this gentleman and those kids. She was possibly hoping that in the mayhem, they would eventually give up and stop searching. Or whatever she was thinking in her mind, her twisted state. Also, during this time, Tom Finley express, expresses concern for the children who have been kidnapped. And Susan took that opportunity to try and get in a relationship with him. Basically saying, those children are gone now. Let's focus on us. Tom told Susan to focus on the matter at hand which is the children. So we see there, she got rid of those children. I don't want to say it like that. She murdered those children so that she can get in a relationship with Tom because she felt as though if those children are no longer around, me and him can find true happiness and I get to start my life over because I no longer have children. Remember what I said? He said, in his letter that she ruined her life by having children early. So now if she starts her life over by getting rid of her children, she at least gets to start over fresh and have a new life and her children will be okay. They're with God now. They no longer have to worry about a mother who don't love them, who doesn't want them and wants more out of life than them. So they can go ahead into the arms of God where he would protect them and I would be able to sit down here on earth and enjoy my life the way that I wanted to go. Guys, what we see here is a person who focused more on their own happiness, a narcissistic person. And took less feeling into their children and put more feeling into their love interests. Now you may ask yourself, or you might be asking yourself, or I implore you to ask yourself, how often does this happen? There was a story of a lady in 2001. How often do mothers kill their children? There was a story in 2001 of another woman who drowned all five of her children because she believed that they were possessed by the devil. Her name is not coming to me right now. However, I do have her picture right here and her name. I'm posting the picture as I edited this video, of course. Her name is not coming to me, but you see her name and her picture right now. She murdered her five children because she believed that they were possessed by the devil. Her story is different from Susan's. As Susan, let's move this picture along and bring back the picture of Michael and Alex. Susan murdered her children because she believes <clears throat> her children kept her from her love interest. She wanted to go ahead and commit suicide completely but decided 
that the children had to go. Now, that's all bogus because she never thought about committing suicide. She thought about getting rid of those two boys and moving on in a relationship with Tom. Remember the married gentleman that wanted that ended things with her and she wanted to commit suicide. You have a lot of people, guys, who you would end things with them. And once you end things with them, they'll tell you, I'll kill myself if you leave me. Or I'll kill myself after, you left, after you've left them. This is a way of trying to get you to come back into the relationship with them. But them telling you that they'll kill themselves if you don't like them should be a red flag for you to no longer deal with them. It should also be a red flag for you to move on and no longer have any communication with them. But how do you move on without assuring that this person doesn't harm themselves? And if they have children, they don't harm their children. Well, right now, next to me, is the physical abuse hotline and the national suicide hotline. Reach out to both of these places. Speak with someone about the situation. Tell them what has been said to you and let them know they might want to contact the person immediately. Give them the person's number. Don't hesitate. Don't worry about their privacy and their secrecy and different things of that nature at that moment because you don't want them to harm themselves. I have a quick story. A friend of mine, I consider a brother, broke up with a female. This female told him after the breakup that she was going to harm herself. He was in another city and couldn't get to her in time. So he called me and said, you might want to go check up on her. She just told me she's going to harm herself because of this breakup. When I showed up to the house, I heard moaning inside. I banged on the door. I banged on the door. Eventually she made it to the door. I explained to her, that I was there to help. I know that you have your daughter inside. Can you please let me in so I can see what's going on? Only thing I heard was moaning and grumping, but she had the willpower to open the door. Once she opened the door, I pushed the door open and she was in distress. She had taken some pills I had already called the ambulance previously, so they showed up about five minutes after me. And they explained that she'll be all right. Maybe in the morning she'll have a stomachache. But had she ingested any more pills, this would be a different conversation. And this would definitely have been a different call. Guys, I mean gentlemen, we don't know, and it's not our fault if we end things with someone and they want to end their lives. 
We just have to be more careful in the beginning and ask the right questions to find out if we're dealing with someone who has low self-esteem, who has narcissistic ways, who has had suicidal thoughts in the past, and who expels a behavior that's worrisome. We have to ask important questions in the beginning. Ladies, if you know you're the type of person who cannot take rejection, who cannot go on because you've been rejected, who cannot go no further because the pain is just too much, first off, you might want to seek counsel. You may want to start seeing a psychiatrist. You may need to get medicated because there's something more going on than the fact that you just have been hurt and you've just been disconnected from love. Take the time to do what you have to do to take care of your mental health. Now, I'm not just going to attack the women on that because they are there are men. I just did a story about Trouble the Rapper who was shot by one Jermichael Jones because Jermichael Jones noticed upon his arrival that his relationship with said with a female was now over. So he inflicted pain and death on someone because of his pain. Gentlemen, if you cannot take a disconnection in a relationship, you as well may want to seek someone to speak with. Someone that will help you get through this dark cloud that you have surrounding you. You should not enter a relationship if your brain is in a storm. Because once that thunderstorm starts to erupt, there are gonna be things that you're gonna do that may either cause you death or harm or cause someone else death or harm. I hope this podcast makes sense. I want to thank you guys for taking the time to check out the podcast today, June 25th, 2022. Hopefully something in this story and something in this podcast has sparked a thought in someone's mind that they need help and they need help today and they will receive help if they reached out to either of these numbers. With your understanding, compared with my understanding, we can create a greater understanding. You've been listening to Relationship Stuff 101 podcast, watching the Purple Pill Perspective here on YouTube. I've been your host, Shahir Henderson. You guys have a great rest of your Saturday, a great rest of your weekend, and we'll see you next time.
Peace out.